0: Greetings, this is the Pilecast. I'm today's host Henry. This episode is part of a number of episodes that are produced by the Sandy High School Audio Class. Sandy is located in the US state of Oregon, which just so happens to be the third largest producer of hazelnuts in the world. How interesting! Today, however, we're not talking about hazelnuts. We're talking about film, movies, television, the pictures, if you will. We're talking about the movies and shows that have shaped the world's perception of Oregon, and perhaps a little of how these same pieces of media have shaped ourselves. I remember my middle school math teacher loving The Goonies. Sure, it's a good movie, but I don't think it's anything amazing. Although, she did. Not necessarily for the content as it turns out, but mostly because it was filmed in Astoria, a beach town here in Oregon. She grew up on the Pacific coast, and as such was able to say, Hey, I know that area. She has loved that movie her entire life just because it's somewhat identifiable to her. That's it. Crazy, huh? Well, not so much. Film, meaning both movies and shows, are able to sway, or even fully create, viewpoints of a place or peoples, and vice versa. As Oregonians, we have seen much of the media that has come out of here and the viewpoints it creates. To hear more, we're going to Katie with a show I know I enjoyed, Gravity Falls.
1: most iconic animated TV show taking place in Oregon is Gravity Falls, a Disney show airing from 2012 to 2016. The show follows twins Dipper and Mabel during their summer in Gravity Falls, Oregon, with their grunkle Stan, the owner of the Mystery Shack, a tourist trap full of oddities akin to Jake the Alligator Man. Although the twins find that the fake displays in the Mystery Shack might be more real than anyone had thought. A town full of mysteries, paranormal forces, and supernatural creatures. We watch as the twins unravel the secrets of Gravity Falls. It's no coincidence that Gravity Falls takes place in Oregon. Creator Alex Hirsch based the show off his own life. He and his twin grew up in California just like Dipper and Mabel, and they made their own visits to Oregon seeing all the parks and towns. There was one place in particular that caught their interest as children. Quote, We passed a sign for boring Oregon. I was positively enchanted with the idea that there was a town called Boring. Gravity Falls is particularly from what I imagine Boring might be like. Or maybe the opposite of Boring Oregon would be Gravity Falls. As an Oregonian, it's crazy to see how Oregon the show looks and feels. Each building and tree exude a vintage P&W esthetic References to Oregon culture are all over, most notably Bigfoot, hipsters, lumberjacks, and all the paranormal. The team of animators took many trips to Oregon for inspiration, and you can tell how much love they have for the state in every single frame. Gravity Falls was massively successful, making Oregon feel like a home to all who watched, even if they'd never been here. Because of this huge following, fans would visit Oregon just because of Gravity Falls. For example, one reason Gravity Falls gained such a mass following is because of the interactivity. The show would present the mystery to the viewer in form of secret codes in the credits or cryptic clues left in the animation. One such mystery extended to the real world. Alex Hirsch announced an ARG, alternate reality game, where you had to go to real places to find real clues to find the end largely being set all over Oregon. It, of course, gathered a large player base to come to Oregon to solve the mystery. At the end of which was a hidden statue of the main villain, Bill Cipher, in Reedsport, Oregon. It's really awesome to see such an amazing and iconic show be set in the place you actually live. As a kid watching the show with my brother, it felt more real. And to have such a memorable show represent Oregon is a privilege. To have many young people see Oregon as Gravity Falls' home fills my Oregonian heart with pride.
0: That's only about 50 minutes out of our home base here in Sandy. I never knew. Unfortunately, I'm not so sure if it lives up to his imagination of it, but that's alright. I remember watching Gravity Falls when I was just a wee lad. It's a well-made show, but I never even thought about it being Oregon-centered. Way to get us thinking, Katie. Well, at least me. Now let's look towards Landon for more of the kid-oriented film to come out of Oregon.
2: Keep Portland Weird is a statement heard all around the United States. Many people learn the weirdness about Oregon through shows like Gravity Falls. But just outside of Portland is a town called Hillsboro, with a studio that is bringing a new wave of film and art. Leica is a famous studio behind movies like Kubo and the Two Strings and The Box Trolls. My personal favorite, Kubo, follows a young man who has brought a vengeful spirit out into the world. Kubo goes through challenges with his two companions, Monkey and Beetle. They advance on a quest to unlock a secret legacy surrounding Kubo. This film and others have an outstanding story by themselves. But the story behind the film is where it all really stands out. When any person thinks of film, they think of CGI or it's all done on a computer. Leica brings a new meaning to this which many people may have noticed just by the art style of their films. They use clay to model backgrounds and main characters. It's called claymation, where stop-motion photography is used to take multiple snapshots of the clay figures with each movement it has. These are spliced together in the final cut to look like a cohesion movie. It's an insanely interesting way of filmmaking, which deserves a lot more credit than it's given. The work that is put into these films is incredible, because with every shot, someone needs to change the facial and body language of a clay character. I mean, a single hour and a half film could take up to six years to complete and give out to the world. Many people don't realize this struggle around it, but it just shows another interesting, weird, and innovative thing to come out of Oregon. This studio is more than just movies though, something as simple as holding weekly softball games for the public to watch and enjoy with their families. You could meet the people behind some of your favorite films and just sit down and relax. Leica wants to help their community as much as possible, no matter if it's through entertaining films or public games and teaching Oregonians about their goal is also a huge part of their success. The Portland Art Museum holds some of Leica's work with these films. The director of Curator at the Portland Art Museum, Brian Ferrisso, states objects in our museum need to support the idea of being of Portland or being of Oregon, not just in it. Leica supports that statement more than any other object at the museum. Traveling to this art studio allows you to see the detail and hard work stuffed in these little clay figures. The introduction of Leica brought attention to Oregon that no Oregonian has seen before. <laughs> A famous studio making films here in Oregon? No, that's not possible. And action! But the difference in this is the positivity Leica brings around Oregon. Unlike other shows which choose to focus on the uh, weirdness or the uh, negatives around Oregon, Leica just doesn't pay attention to that as much. Well, some of the films are weird, they're not as weird as a show like Gravity Falls. Oregon is surrounded by weirdness, which is what makes it what it is. But seeing the positivity in the films and around the Leica studio just brings a huge warmness to my heart.
0: I never even knew those were the same studio Leica's is a studio based here that I feel like I can be proud of every movie they release is well thought out and well made I actually feel more proud of Oregon itself knowing they're from here that doesn't mean I excuse the fear Coraline instills me to this day god does that scare me I must admit though it like all the other films was masterfully made let's go off the subject though because Coraline is not helping me Let's go instead to Tristan, talking about something much better than Coraline. A dead body. Let's go to Stand By Me.
3: One of the most well-known films of all time is a movie called Stand By Me. It was released in August of 1986 and has been regarded as one of the best coming-of-age films by The Rolling Stone magazine. The movie follows four teenage boys from the fictional city of Castle Rock, Oregon, going on an adventure to find a supposed dead body near their homes. Yeah, take that as you will. The boys go through many hardships on their journey, including encountering a mean old man who lives in a junkyard. Their adventures aren't all nature-based, though. As they go, they learn more about each other and the importance of friendship. The film was shot in the town of Brownsville, Oregon, about an hour out from Portland and nearly two from Sandy. The town is very small, with recently only a population of a little over a thousand. The town's landscape and scenery was perfect for the directors, with bridges, desert-like terrain, forests, and mountains to capture the huge world these boys were about to venture across. Stand By Me was originally a book, believe it or not, and was written by Stephen King in 1982. You might find that name familiar. He's the guy who wrote The Shining. Of course, most might only know about the movie, which was released in 1980. Stephen King also wrote It, which had a movie adaptation in 1990 and the most popular one in 2017. Funnily enough, the shots of the hotel you see outside in The Shining are actually shots of Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood here in Oregon. Stephen King had this to say about Stand By Me after watching it in a private screening. That's the best film ever made out of anything I've written, which isn't saying much, but you've really captured my story. It is autobiographical. All that was made up was the device of the hunt for the body. I was the writer, and my best friend was the guy who actually did instill the confidence in me to become a writer. And he actually was killed as a young man. Very touching. In the end, Stand By Me has had an impact on the outside world's view of Oregon by showing how vast our little state can be.
0: heard about gravity Falls like a Studio's and now stand by me. These are all great things that have come out of the Oregon area and things I feel generally proud to share with you. There's a chance these shows and movies have given you a hidden appreciation of Oregon you didn't even know about or if not, hopefully you've been able to learn about something new after this and now have a newfound appreciation for Oregon. I know in some ways that I certainly do. Thank you for listening. I've been Henry, and this has been the PioCast. The PioCast is a pioneer digital media production. Our program director is Katie Fisher. Sequence produced by Katie Fisher, Lan Wesley, and Tristan Porter. Hosted by me, Henry Shutt, this episode was edited by Katie Fisher, and music by. Joaquim Crude. Once again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.